Comics Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Eddie Webb. Hello, nice to see you. That well, was nice to hear you, Eddie. If you can see me right now, you're hidden somewhere in my study. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's off to a nice and unthreatening start. Uh, I mean, it's so full of books, you could be hidden under a mountain of them, and I probably wouldn't know. I'd probably die, actually, if those books fell on me, though. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, some of those uh, those leather-bound deluxe editions are airtight, I'm given to understand. <laughs> that's how they were advertised when we did the Mage 20 Kickstarter way back when it was. It wasn't just you could bludgeon someone to death with it, it's also you could adequately suffocate an intruder with this book. Well, okay then. Yeah, I remember it well. <laughs> uh, this is marketing copy that we should be pushing more. It's like, how could how could you murder someone with the tabletop game you've purchased? <laughs> and not just because the tabletop game is bad. Uh, <laughs> and that uh, I will add the disclaimer at this point that Mage 20 is not a bad game. It is no, not at all. It's a great game, but it is big. Although I'm going to give my usual disclaimer. I know it isn't Mage Month. It's They came for a month, but I'm going to give my usual disclaimer about Mage 20 because it's something that I sometimes see pop up in our social media spaces. People will look at Mage 20 and they'll say, oh, that's a big game. I don't know how I can run it. And... Something I often say to people, and I'll say it to you now, listeners, is if you have Mage and you are genuinely flummoxed with how to start a game, all you do is read the bits of the book you need. You don't need to read it from beginning to end. Mage 20 is built like an encyclopedia, and that's an intentional design choice. You are not supposed to use the entire thing from beginning to end. You are supposed to use the parts you like. So if you want to just use a handful of traditions and simple subtle magic, that's your game. If you want it street level, don't even involve the traditions. Just play a bunch of, you know, hollow uh, well, saps. You can do that too. Or if you want to do technocracy, and even if you don't want to buy technocracy reloaded, those options are in the book as well. Basically, it goes everywhere from you know, low-level awakened all the way up to fighting in astral planes and forming your own pocket dimensions, but you don't need to put all of that in one game. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's often a misconception when you see a, a role-playing game that you've got to use everything in the package. But with games like Exalted, uh, Mage 20, some of our Chronicles of Darkness books as well, they are... A combination of toolboxes and encyclopedias. They are rule books in, I guess, the the purest sense because, yeah, you just use the rules you want and you ignore the ones that aren't suitable at this time. I mean, honestly, it even goes back to to V twenty when I was working on that because I mean, V twenty mm -hmm. really it's the core rule book. It's the guide to the Camarilla. It's the guide to the Sabbat. It's the yep. guide to the Anarchs. It's the Ghouls book. It's the Elders book. You know, I mean, it's it's six or seven source books all clawing them together, some bits of the various different weird uh, thaumaturgy paths in there too. Um, and a smidge of Dark Ages, all kind of put together into one book. So like from that perspective, it's actually extremely concise and Mage 20 is very similar. It's like it's, it's combining a lot of source material into a concise space compared to having those books individually. Yeah. And I think that we, we you know, we change. Uh, it really depends on the developer and our decision as a company, of course, what direction we want to pursue with any given game book. Mm -hmm. uh, some have a tighter focus than others. Some are more, I guess, utility-based, like the books we just mentioned. 
the twentieth anniversary books are actually a really good example, in my view, of books that range from compilations through to tightly focused new editions. And I, some people may disagree and say none of the twentieth anniversary books are tightly focused, but in my <laughs> view, in my view, as those games went on, especially looking at Changeling and and especially Wraith. Uh, those books are very much uh, more targeted. Uh, Vampire definitely started out, this is a big compilation of information. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Werewolf, I think, has a little more focus to it. Mage takes that sort of encyclopedic idea to the, I guess, extreme level. Mm-hmm. And then you have Changeling and Wraith, which, of course, never had revised editions. So it's... Right, so that was, those are more designed to be the revised editions that never existed, rather Ex- than this exactly. comprehensive approach. Mm. Now, there's, you know, you can argue that because there's some special features that were taken from things like Wraith the Great War and sort of added to the back and a little bit of Orpheus as well, that it verges into compilation territory. But again, if you're just taking the front half of that book or the first two thirds of Wraith 20, you have effectively got Wraith revised edition there. But anyway, we're not yes. here to talk about 20. <laughs> <Double more darkness. laughs> this, is a, this is a different uh, topic. This is a different episode. Uh, we are here because it is They Came From Month, and yes. in the grand old tradition of They Came From, of course, uh, we base a lot of those games off of movies. We've spoken about it in our They Came From Classified episode and our Cyclops' Cave episode. Now, we have a special treat. <laughs> I don't, actually, that may be untrue. For Eddie <laughs> and myself, and for any listeners who are feeling masochistic, you will have noticed, I imagine, that this is an extra long episode mm-hmm. and that the title is Fateful Findings. Now, Fateful Findings is a movie, I'm given to understand, by a director uh, who goes by the name of Neil Breen. Now, not much is known of Neil Breen except that he is a tour de force director who has put out some of the most interesting movies in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, Quite the innovator in the medium. And I have been told that uh, any of his catalogue would make for a fantastic inspiration for a They Came From game. Now, Fateful Findings is available on YouTube for free. Uh, You can also purchase a copy through Amazon Prime. I have, so I feel completely uh, legitimate in what what I'm doing here. It cost me £12. uh, But, you know, that's what they used to say. If you were downloading ROMs to play on an emulator, it's absolutely legal if you already own a hard copy of the game. I don't know how true that is. but That is not true at all, but... (laughs) So that's what we're going for with Fateful Findings and our commentary of it. Now, we will post a link to where we're watching this so that you can watch along while we watch it for the first time. Uh, Oh, you haven't even watched this yet. No, no, I've I've seen clips from it, and oh, it, con- no. it convinced me that this was a movie to watch. It it has a they came from feel to it. A lot of heart, I think, is is the if I was to give it a generous preview <laughs> review. It's this movie shows a lot of heart. Uh, so expect drama, expect thrills, expect romance, expect violence, expect some mysticism. Expect no clear direction as we get into fateful findings. So, yes. Eddie, uh, 
Yes. Before we embark on this journey together, do you have any questions or comments to make? The only comments I have to kind of help people get into the right mindset for this movie. Uh, it is 2013 movies. It's relatively recent compared to other they came from films. But Matthew mentioned it's directed by Neil Breen. He failed to mention it is written by Neil Breen and stars Neil Breen. So to give you a sense of the strong creative direction, we'll say, that's probably going to happen here. Yeah, he's the Orson Welles of the modern age, I think. <laughs> it's fair wow. to describe him. He's an auteur. Uh, and uh, I have no doubt that what we're about to experience will be uh, anything but pleasurable. So <laughs> let's, get let's do it. All right. So I'm going to uh, once again, listeners. There will be a link in the uh, in the description below. And uh, aside from that, I'm going to count us down. And when I say play, click play. So three, two, one. Play. So I am, of course, going to adjust the volume on my YouTube video. Yeah, same. Uh, wow, they just start right in. Just yeah, well, it's a very modern uh, opening. You know, I think it was initiated with TV shows like Lost, where they do away with credit preambles and just hit you with the title. Um. Uh, Which we're is... looking at Storage Hunters set by the looks of it. Yeah. Um the the font is definitely very has very off the shelf vibe to it. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to describe this as homemade. I don't think there was a big studio involved in uh, the creation of Fateful Findings. Which um, can be fun. I mean, you know, indie films with very limited budgets can sometimes do some really interesting things. I don't think it's what we're gonna find here. But <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. But I mean, this might be a good example of things like the low budget cinematic. Maybe we could find some good examples of that. So I'm looking at some kind of LARP magical <laughs> book there. This would and be a I centerpiece. Have, I have absolutely played a LARP with that book in it. Oh, someone's <laughs> sprinkling glitter on it. Can you see that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, because that... it's magic. Yeah. Okay, so we've been reminded now that Neil Breen's involved. <laughs> Uh, you're you're a uh, you're a resident of the Americas. Uh, which mountain range would you describe this as? Um, probably a California. I mean, I, I do feel like considering, considering how low it is, it's probably more west coast because I believe they have more mm -hmm. rolling mountains. But mountain science is not my forte. Okay, don't know what mountain science is. Mountainology. Uh, we should ask Larry Blam. I I think he. <laughs> He could have an official uh, department of mountains, and they came from department of mountaineering. Yes. Yes. All right. So we're entering the badlands at this point, and there's two children running around. I've I've got a bad feeling. Yeah, there's a skull that looks surprisingly like the Shadowrun logo. Yeah, and it's it's turning around to observe them in a mildly threatening manner. Where do you think they're going, Eddie? Um, I think they're going to a cabin in the woods made of gingerbread. Oh. Oh, they found a, a mushroom. This is going to go well. Well, With I'm glad they... Gen oh, look. Is that candy or are that, is that a set of dice? Role players have been this way. <laughs> yeah, this, that's the longest... Just just paused on that thing forever. It turned into a magical inside-out mushroom. It's a treasure, Eddie. Wow. This is amazing so far. 
Oh, there glitter, goes the glitter. Yeah, pollute the environment. That'll kill a hedgehog. Where's the die? It was actually buried. It was kind of open. It was, it was in a mushroom. This is very changeling, I feel. Yeah. Oh, oh then let's put Got these, the yeah, these licorice the all sorts and dice. Oh, only some <laughs> of them. So, so wait a minute. So she's like, it's bad luck to take treasure. And then now it's like, we're making a bracelet out of this. <laughs> yeah, she put back the one she didn't. Oh, it's, it's a magical day. That looks like a diary, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought you were writing diaries. Oh, oh, Matthew, what have you subjected us to? Well, I'm hopeful for these children's ongoing survival, but I do think they are dabbling with the true fae at this point. Yes. They've stolen something that doesn't belong to them. They, they've they buried it by putting some straw on top of a box. Oh, and the mushroom you... grew through it, because that's what mushrooms do. They are hardy. <laughs> if I could tell you anything about the toadstools of the world... Uh, it absolutely uh, I, will live without you yes uh, <laughs> this man has not been to many airports <laughs> I can I, attest to the plane will leave without I absolutely have planes leave without me regularly <laughs> uh, so this is the same girl I guess yeah I think so um, oh there's a bracelet okay yeah so. That's how I say goodbye. Oh no, she's oh, going to nice go. The, yeah, she's going to go the same way as the girl from Hereditary. Uh, spoilers <laughs> there. Uh, she gets her head locked off by a lamppost. This is. If it means I mean, that I, much I to you, make... little boy, follow the car. I, I tried to make fun of child actors because you know they're still learning their craft, but some of the most awkward acting I've seen. Oh, dang. Oh, man. <laughs> and look what he grew up to be. <laughs> Neil was, Breen. Neil Breen. Probably played himself as a child, too, somehow. Oh, so yeah, it wasn't a child actor. That was just Neil Breen dressed as a child. <laughs> there we go. See, that explains so much. That's some lazy washing up. Should I just run the water? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Super exciting. He's not answering you. <laughs> Who is she talking to? <laughs> <laughs> so is to it, people just... who aren't watching this at the same time as us, she is in a one-way conversation, this lady who is washing up with Neil Breen, who is not speaking through his end of the phone. But, but she's, she's, act she's talking as if he is. Oh, who are those people? They just showed up in the corner? Oh, no, they're, 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 they're not there. No, they're not there. No. But wait, what? <laughs> uh, oh. Oh my god. Well, it's 2013. I guess I can't yeah. make too much fun of that phone. But... Oh, there Oof. goes Neil Breen. Knocked down by a Rolls Royce. He didn't talk to you before. Why are he talking to you now? All those people are back. Yep. And a woman They're rushing. Yeah, rushing to uh, Neil Breen. Well, we've established Neil Breen's character is uh, named... Dylan, and that right. the woman in this Rolls Royce is possibly a porn actress. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Although she's walking very uncomfortably in those heels. And we have uh, uh, the fake blood in the car. And no license plate. Uh, and also uh, 
there's no damage on the car at all. It's just kind of spray painted with some red water. Well, that's why you want a Rolls Royce. You can mow down directors, and <laughs> and yeah, no damage will be done, except to the director, as we can see. Neil Breen is. Lo- Are you? Yep. Look at <laughs> the, the urgency of these people. The car's right there dripping in blood. That's the, the that's the typical man who, you know, he just wants all the attention, doesn't he? Saying, I saw it. I saw the Rolls Royce hit him. Yes, we can all see it, Bob. <laughs> if there was someone to find out he was breathing. No, we'll just stand around him. Gotta send one more text. Gotta check Twitter. Is that a Blackberry? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, no. No, it's not Blackberry. It. I, it is 2013, so I feel like it's Probably somewhere in the Palm Pilot family. Yeah, I saw an LG logo on it. I'm sure they didn't pay for this product placement. That that's uh, CGI smoke put in yeah. for, and now he has a that that black dye thing again. Yeah, I'm not sure what the woman who approached him was doing there. She seemed to walk close and then decide, you know what? I'll think better of approaching Neil Breen while he's in a state of semi consciousness. It's like I could lean over, but these shoes. Uh... That's it. That seems like a that that is a not a good way to affix an oxygen mask. No, There's no. a huge gap at the top of his nose there. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's not even under his chin, and it's. I'm no paramedic, of course. So we have watched a lot of wrestling, and we know how people get put on the stretchers. Yes. Take him to the medical center, <laughs> Paul. Paul, my legs. <laughs> Why are they just standing around looking at that puddle of blood? Oh, well, we're g- they're gone now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so Neil Breen... So he's to, back at the emergency room, I guess. Oh, sorry, no? Dylan, yes, has been hit by a Rolls Royce and is being rushed very slowly. Oh. Who are you? Why are you asking if he's okay? You're not... You're, not, he, you're the one that needs to be calm. You know, I don't think these oxygen masks work when they are over a plaster cast <laughs> that is covering half of your face, either. <laughs> uh, the doctors in, let's say, assume L.A. Yeah, sure. They, yeah, they uh, leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, that isn't yeah, feeding That is not at all helping oxygen. him. He's, he's suffocating. He's, su- he's going to die. He has a, like an elephant prosthesis. Also, wasn't he damaged on the other side of his face? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You've already forgotten. And you know what? That's fair. That, uh, not, not you know, uh, as someone who suffers from hair loss myself, I probably shouldn't criticize, but I have a feeling that doctor's wearing a wig and his jacket seems a tad too short. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a white jacket, but it's, you don't, it doesn't have a full proper, like, doctor coat. Yeah, it's, it looks more like a shirt done up over a another shirt. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does look like it's kind of just a, a... I mean, it's got the stronger lapels, but... <laughs> That's your diagnosis, Doctor, after just staring at the, the patient. Okay, yep, that guy's unconscious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My work here is done. Uh, that is going to cost you $50,000 plus bed socks. <laughs> You don't know that, Doctor. Some doctors say that they can hear you in comas. He can't hear you. He's unconscious. I just told you that. 
director of neurology. Oh, another doctor coming. Yeah. The long, slow pan of random bullshit. That's a that's a high quality. You know, that's a cinematic you haven't done yet, which is pan of <laughs> random stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of panning in this movie so far, and a lot of fixed just that the camera fixed on a face waiting for it to do something and then moving away disappointed. So the director of neurology is, of course, an attractive woman. Which is probably going to fall in love with Neil Breen. I mean, Dylan. I have to, I mean, hand it to her. Oh, look, she's got the charm bracelet on. Uh, I see, I see. So I'm guessing we're to assume that she is the same... Little girl person, even though if Neil Breen is the boy, that they ate, Neil had a very hard life. If that is the case, he, yeah, he is aged thirty years old more than her. <laughs> she's also the director of plastic surgery, which is how she's managed to maintain those youthful looks. I am more inclined to believe that Neil Breen has aged rapidly than than imply that she's had plastic surgery. Oh, okay. But but yes, um, there's definitely some disparities in in the in the script and the casting so far. I'm guessing that's his wife or girlfriend who just kissed him on the plaster cast. There is a part of his face exposed, so she could have kissed him on the cheek, but I don't blame her. But for that, that would have blocked the one area they could put the camera in. Yeah. What I would like if I'm in a hospital... What the fuck was that scene for? Yeah, it's for the director of neurology to just walk up to my bed and slowly shake her head sadly. That's, that would instill faith in anyone watching, wouldn't it? But that's the thing, like, she already checked him, said, yeah. not my patient, but you know how it is, left, came back, shook her head, and then left again. And just like, but but why? <laughs> we already had that scene. That 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 is some strong beneath-the-sea energy of, like, just... Stare, shake head, leave. Yeah, we need a medical practitioner archetype. Oh, there you go, he's awake again. Critically <laughs> ill, my ass. Because his D6 saved him. That is not at all under his head. Yeah. No, no, that, that, that is just cannula. a tube tape down. Yes. Um, that is not. How you yes, in it. fact, and they've just showed that it is just a tube taped down <laughs> to his That is not how you remove. Oh, my God. And those aren't his fingers pulling those off. No, it's his. Oh, well, oh, yeah, that, like, that, it's that supposed is. to be his, but it is okay. not. You're right. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I, this thing's just not doing anything for him. I'm going to take this breathing mask off. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't do it earlier. I mean, look at the tube that's going over the mask with Which, the nostril. The, the, the tube is supposed to go on the nostril. <laughs> it's just on top of a plaster cast. This is wonderful. Uh, I oh could not God. have written something so inventive, so innovative for they came from. Yeah, like, you would do this as a parody, and people would go, no, that's just too ridiculous. I'm I'm not necessarily convinced that this isn't a parody. Uh, but it seems to be being played straight. It tends to be that when there's a parody, there are some implicit jokes. Right. There, there's something that gives you a, a wink to the camera. Something yeah. that's like going, going, we're in on this joke. That's one of the reasons why I think um, <laughs> Larry's stuff is fantastic. Is yes. because Larry, the perfect balance of playing it straight, but every once in a while, there's a little nod of the clear. Larry knows what he's doing, and I get it, and I can enjoy it more. Mm. I am not seeing that so far in 
Because oh, I think I am, you genuinely think, oh, but I did not I am seeing Neil ass. Breen's ass and balls. Oh, my God, I did not need to see that. Well, listeners, if you have reached it this far and you're watching along with us, I'm sorry for that exposure <laughs> of, uh, of Neil Breen. Kind of surprised YouTube hasn't Hasn't flagged it, it for Neil Breen's yeah. ass. What are we looking at now? We're looking at a pair of shoes that have arrived very nicely polished. Did Neil Breen edit this too? Because, man, this needs... I mean, it has a lot of problems, but one of them is huh? there's just the editing is awful. Whoever just turned up at the end of that trolley or maybe Neil Breen's bed just disapparated. Also, what is up with, with Neil Breen and feet? It's Tarantino-esque. <laughs> except this, uh, except Breen likes feet with shoes on. Yeah, it's... Oh, I'm guessing that was his... Yeah, the, the... no, because those feet couldn't have belonged to his friend because they just disappeared like a spectre. Right. So, no, And they back. did look like a man's shoes. Right. No, she's... Also, she's wearing, like, looks like tan slacks, and that was black slacks. Um, and so now she's going to stare at this empty bed. Maybe run like... off and say, Nurse, where is the patient in ward whatever? Right. It's like, you know, this person I'm caring about, worried about, He's gone. You should be calling security. <laughs> I, I missed her name. Where's he? Know. Is he on a roof? <laughs> it's probably where they go to smoke, to be fair. Right. Or golf course. <laughs> yeah, my work here is done. I diagnosed a man without even examining him. He has physical head trauma and he's unconscious. I have earned my paycheck. Now, not to disparage the fine art of professional pornography, but I have a feeling a lot of the actors in this are maybe pornographic. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was um, there was a a, a movie recently um, that got Kickstarter backer. It was um, a sequel to a '90s film. I'm blanking the name of it, but it's a similar thing. They 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 had higher pressure actors and realized they could only afford. Uh, oh, like an Uwe Boll thing where he hires sex workers to portray sex workers. It's actually a, a pretty decent cost save. We've got, um, for, the, for the benefit of those not watching, and you're really missing out on an erotic scene at this point. You're not. Uh, Neil Breen is in the shower with his girlfriend, wife, fiance, and but he still is bleeding copiously. So amidst their hugging and gentle stroking of each other and nude Neil Breen, there's a lot of blood, <laughs> and, and he, he so he's showering, he's really naked except for the dress. And as, as someone who's lots of surgeries, you should not be getting water on your dressing. That is the worst thing you can do. It's all right. It looks like dressing. it's dried. Well, of course it has. And there's like a gap where his mouth is, which is. Well, that was a messy office. He does not seem to be fine. He's bleeding uh, from his head. He, he he is looking a lot better. I do wonder why he had that plaster cast over most of his face now. So he's, he's already working on his next book. Yeah, he must be in the RPG industry because <laughs> no sooner has he had a head injury than he's thinking, shit, deadlines to meet. Wow. Wow. You're coming at me with knives now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, saw... oh no. All the laptops, the laptops. Everyone. No. Oh, no, that's all right. There's another one over there. It's the laptop that I threw on the floor. (laughs) Uh, 
So, okay. Um, on the one hand, I have never worked for a client who would shove deadlines on me after I have literally been in the hospital. On the other hand, I have heard of publishers who absolutely would ask you for deadlines when you've been yeah. from the hospital. So it's like, okay. I'm um, guessing he's signing books he's written. But they're all blank. They look like Ikea books. Yeah, These it, two it, are definitely in porn. <laughs> <laughs> Their furniture is in porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, right. Here's deblatory sexual assault. All right. He looks like an angry drunk, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I had that question, too. Where did that come from? Well, you didn't <laughs> need to repeat the question, necessarily. You're my but... wife, and I want to share that with you. Okay, who are these people? He was uh, at the hospital uh, mourning Neil Breen's injury. Okay, so they have a stepdaughter. Oh, dysfunctional family. Well, yeah, there's a uh, a couple that needs counselling. Yes, and a better script. Yes. Uh, so your vote for best actor so far, Eddie? Uh, the laptop. <laughs> Which Death. one? I mean, he seems to have four. Well, that is true. <laughs> he does have four of them. Uh, the one that fell to the floor because um, ah. it had such a good breath fall. Um, okay. And that is, that is some quality... I am doing, I'm not actually typing, typing there. <laughs> yeah. The kind of banging on random keys thing is a very distinctive typing style. I'm surprised he's not hacking into something. He, she's, um, she's stolen some of Neil's pills, by the look of it. That was a dynamic shot. <laughs> oh. But, wait, wait, get my pills. Here are the pills. Here are these. He doesn't have a head wound anymore, interestingly. I mean, but under that how much fine mane of hair, how could we tell? Don't flush those. That's my stash. At least it's a clean toilet. You should probably flush that. Is she going to go? Oh, my God. She's going to go after toilet pills. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, no, why That's would you? That's the worst oh. kind of pill. Well, you know, if you're in a relationship with Neil Breen. Well, sure, but they are not. She's dissolved. not going to take them straight away, is she? Well, then again, if she doesn't, they're just going to become mulch. So I guess best not to waste them. I can only imagine the actor gets the script and she's reading it. It's like, reaches hand into toilets, retrieves pills, and goes, this is the project I want. I think Neil Breen has all these laptops because someone told him, or he inferred, that if you're writing on multiple projects... You need a book for each one. Yes, a laptop for each book. Because <laughs> each, each laptop can only store one book. Yes. And then you deliver it to your publisher. You say, here's my book, and you just 
Neil Breen seems to be dreaming, I'm guessing, of being in a giant bin bag. He's again naked. He's a man that's confident with his own body. I, I, I guess so. Um, but but should listeners want to watch this uh, and maybe later with the family, uh, be assured he isn't doing anything vulgar with his body. We're just seeing his naked back, right, and behind occasionally, and the back of his scrotum. Oh, he was asleep while holding a rock. Awkwardly over a computer laptop. Whoa, whoa, hey, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he did He just it. flushed them down the toilet. You were there. Okay, well, this is a nice <laughs> lobby. Again, Dr. David S. Lee, psychotherapist. He's a no, he's seeing a psychotherapist. With a really long table. Yeah, that table doesn't seem conducive to any kind of intimate therapy, uh, given that it could house <laughs> potentially ten people around it. This is the table we okay. sit at for the Onyx Path Summit. <laughs> no, 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 okay, now, I have to point this out. So, there are men at each end of the table. This yes. very long table, which is not how you do psychotherapy. And they just cut back and forth between them. And... It was so clear that they couldn't get the camera around the other end of the table. They just sat the other guy at the same table ends because there's oh. a blue wall in the back. <laughs> but when you cut to him at the other end, now, now the wall's green. Uh, what? Well, no doubt. Oh, well, that was, that was a quick session. I'm glad I... Uh... <laughs> If I went to a psychotherapist... Why, why is your mug on your laptop? Oh my god, you idiot. <laughs> he appears to have bought a job lot of those Sonys with floppy disk drives. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, it does have a three and a half inch drive. I only noticed it because the therapist had the exact same laptop. <laughs> which I would assume... Oh, and she's washing up that dish again. That one dish. Okay, so... Oh my god! All right, so Michelle. Oh no! Oh no! Don't don't lose your work, Neil. Oh no! Why would you pour? No! Is, no! 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 Is he gonna? No, 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 is, is, is he gonna lose? Oh no! No! What are you doing? You go! No! No! Oh god! No! This is going on too hard now. This this is the most stressful part of the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have spilled a drink on a laptop before, and I I still have nightmares about it. Do you have nightmares about being hit by a Rolls Royce? No, but I may start now. After all that. Oh, <laughs> Neil. That, that's that's so, not how you drink coffee. <laughs> After five minutes of like carefully, whoa, he finally just looks at the mug and goes, eh, and dumps it out over the computer. <laughs> oh my God. At least he's getting some sleep now. Okay, so what, what, what was what about that other subplot with the the family and the guy and the stepdaughter? What was that all about? Is that... This is not a uh, a movie that lacks for subplots. It would appear because no, we have got... his uh, friend from his youth as well, who's the neuro uh, head of neurology. Head of neurology, yeah, and then she just disappeared from the movie. And then yeah. we have this guy waxing his Ferrari. Lamborghini? Yeah, not a euphemism. He is actually waxing a <laughs> the. 
the wing mirror of a Ferrari. Oh, it's this guy. Okay. It's. I appreciate, Eddie, that whenever she's speaking, we aren't. <laughs> she must be pre- presenting some kind of amazing performance for us. Compare, honestly, she's the only one who's had any emotion in her delivery. Yeah, it's it the is same one emotion. Note. Yes. Right, it is the same note, which is, which is annoyed girlfriend, but mm. it's something. It's just like, oh, okay. A, a person is speaking in more than just a monotone. Okay, they're friends. We now have a connection. Yes. It is 30 minutes into the film, and they're explaining how these plots are connected. Well, Jim, the character with the Ferrari there, uh, yes. yeah, was at, at the, the hospital, yeah. Right. So is he sleeping with Neil Breen's wife? Oh, that's a good question. Because they both showed up to the hospital. Where's the food? They're, they're all <laughs> drinking heavily. Where's yes, the damn and this, food? The centerpiece is obviously plastic food. That's a euphemism. Yes. I wine. And still no food. We're just getting soused. In fact, we're going to have dinner. No, we're just going to drink around the table. <clears throat> and there's a fifth person sitting at the table that we have not seen. I, I mean, think it's their there. daughter. Oh, okay. Or stepdaughter. He wasn't comatose. He was unconscious. That was very clear in the earlier For a statement. very brief period of that. <laughs> it, if anything, it was more of a nap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is literally no laceration on your head. Yes. There we go. I'm glad someone speaks with logic. What, dinner? This movie? What? I have had great family genes, but I'm still in pain. <sighs> Whoops. Ah, uh, typical Jim. <laughs> what a joker. Oh, look, he's already drank too much. Forever. Elephant and acrobat. That, that, that's the kind of thing you study when you're, what would you put her at, 15 or 16? Yes. I want to hear about a project. No, tell me about the elephants. Tell me about the elephants. It could have inspired his next book. Oh, oh no. Oh. Is Neil Breen going to have another funny turn? What about your great genes? Yeah, what about your food? Well, okay, well, I'm guessing the dinner party was called off uh, because he's now back to... I couldn't work in an environment like that. I've got to be honest. Oh, look, that, everything just getting throw, thrown yeah. around uh, now. I, I have so much to do. I have 75 copies of the exact same book I have to get through. What? What? Is, is that what he's doing? Okay, okay this okay. is taken turn. Is that his book or is it the, is that what he's actually doing? So he's a writer. Maybe he's a journalist. Um, but he's trying to uncover corruption by hacking into systems using a t- 2013 VO. Yeah. And he's, he has deadlines it, to produce his book about international corruption. I don't know. It's not really coming together, is it? 
it wasn't really together to begin with, but it's it's getting worse somehow. Somehow, <laughs> it's, it's it's spreading further apart. Oh, look at that! Look at unhappy Jim there. Well, if he wasn't drunk, maybe he'd have, he wouldn't have these problems. <laughs> but we don't say in judgment. <laughs> he should be more like Neil Breen. See, see, I, I I have a lot of alcoholics in my family, and so it's like I, I dislike these extremely flat portrayals of alcohol abuse personally how about this flat portrayal of a drug addict <laughs> well it's true there we go that's so much better oh my god oh he's back at that dr is... lee's office seriously i'm guessing that's what the s stands for in his name oh good he changed his jacket at least pinky ring i can appreciate that I can't hear you at the end of this really long table. Yes, we're past the salt. Okay, so I have to point out that when any kind of doctor prescribes medication, they don't just have it on hand. <laughs> they don't just say, here's the hand, I just give it to you. There's a whole process you have to go through to get the medication. Oh. All credit to, oh, this is her Oscar moment. Uh, all credit to Neil Breen. He does not waste time in transition. Uh, you know, there is no driving from place to place or catching the bus. Right. We are jumping from the therapist to the living room to his friend's bedroom. Yes, the living room also has the exact same centerpiece as the dining room. The same basket. It could be an adjoining room. Also, somehow... At some point off screen, he realized that she's the pill addict. That's the attitude to take. It is the wrong choice. I don't think there's many people. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of drug addicts in the world who are in denial. Um, sure. But when you're taking someone else's medication, that's a little more difficult to, I guess, justify as... Because well, if also, you, mm. I mean, it, you don't really have that kind of awareness, right? It, it's not the, no. this is the, I, I, I'm taking pills, I enjoy taking pills, I'm just not going to rehab, it's not the process, it's the, of course I'm not taking pills, or yeah. I'm only taking a few, or I'll totally get off them. There, there, um, yeah, I'm just doing it to take the edge off. Right. Oh! Oh, he's, he's hacked. They have no idea how amazing I am. Neil Breen is a Decker. <laughs> He's a magical Decker. This is Shadowrun. <laughs> the bank is failing. I think that her reaction to living with him is actually probably the best possible one. Dope yourself up. No! Oh! <laughs> okay, so... Let's for a moment assume that she actually has a mental problem and requires medication. Yeah. If only he knew a psychotherapist who could possibly prescribe her such medication. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he only seems to have eyes for Neil. And this relationship doesn't appear to have much affection in it, I will admit. I mean, he just grandstanded about how supportive he's been. But he isn't sounding particularly supportive, just judgmental and angry. See? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what Neil Breen wants. Dun dun. Turn around. <laughs> Let's talk as I scream at you. <sighs> so I, we did gloss over a point. Um, <clears throat> she was talking about how the bank was failing. Yes. Uh, um, that that's not how banks work in America. There's a whole thing called the FDIC that if a bank fails, the government just comes in and takes care of the bank and nobody gets fired. It, oh. it, they just, the, the government just owns the bank and starts moving over. But enough of that. We're going to have sex on the desk here. You don't need to clear that much room, I bet. Um, Why don't you just laptops, go to your couch? Yeah, don't don't mind about the, the sex. It's the laptops that are screwed. He's just... right. Uh, along with their clothing, that it just ripped haphazardly like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Obligatory brother. wrestling reference. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to take you actually... right here on this desk, Jack. So, okay. In the script, it says, they rip each other's shirt and throw papers in the air, and apparently that's the part of the script they're stuck at, and they're just going to film that for another five minutes. Yes, ripping because... each other's shirt and throwing papers it, in the air. It, it turns out that fabric's not... Oh, look, they're throwing more papers and they're in all the all blank air. sheets of paper. I don't think he's get. Oh, this is this is how people uh, make love. Of course, they just stand next to each other and we film their feet. Oh my god, the kissing! <laughs> oh, well, there we go. I feel like. Oh, okay. The, the, this is exactly how it works. Yes. You cut away. Clothes fall to the floor. Now, this is how a sex scene in a they came from game should work as awkward as possible. Yeah, with absolutely no passion or romance or, or you know anything threatening either, obviously. We don't want to make it horrible. We just want to make it seem completely off. <laughs> and in this case, it's the camera stays on our protagonist's feet. Oh, he's going Again. to a different psychotherapist. And practically sitting on her lap. <laughs> There's more sexual tension between these two than there were in the earlier two characters. She's definitely got the intimacy part down of being a therapist, hasn't she? You were given a power? Wait, what? What? Who are you and where? where is your exposition coming from? That was a brilliantly delivered sentence there, Neil. <laughs> Someone put a semicolon in the middle of that sentence, so it became, you know about it. So, just because you film the pauses between lines doesn't mean they have to be on the screen. What happened to his old therapist? He like, fired him. Because okay. he tried to push pills on him, literally. He actually just shoved pills across the table, which was way too long to slide those pills down. That did happen. Oh, look at that. Oh. A special effect. Neil Breen, or a Neil Breen double looking in the mirror. That is some high quality work. Yeah. Then. Now now I'm And now she's taking pills. Where did she get the pills from? Did she get the pills from her friend? Oh, calm down, wow. please. No, no, he's an asshole. You're right. <laughs> I don't know that also, every line with, with, with alcohol. Every line of dialogue she delivers, she is shouting at Jim. 
That's the attitude. That's good of you, Jin, to recognize you have a problem. Okay, yeah. I, I think she's found her one emotional register, and that's the only thing she can give, do now. So. Has she slid down in the best actor or best performance yes, yes. in this? She, 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 there was a brief shining moment where I enjoyed her, and now it's, it's back to... Yeah. Uh, he's go. gone. It's, it's, I stay. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, he is still there. <laughs> We're still having a scene, apparently. Again, oh, the okay. These are the mystical polished shoes that someone seems to have bought for their first school. And they also disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah someone got that for their, like, bar mitzvah or something. Oh, he teleports. That's what the Oh, who's is. this? Some Okay, listeners, this is interesting. There's someone who can teleport through a door, you know, a sort of very localized dimension door effect there. It has a range of about two feet. Wouldn't work with most walls, but through a, a narrow wooden door, absolutely fine. Well, I mean, I think this is a prime example of how magic works in Cyclops' cave, right? Because it's, it's not about how effective the magic is. It's about how cheap it is to do a special effect. Exactly. Magical effects are, uh, yes, uh, considerably cheaper if they require no special effects. Mm -hmm. it's so late, I would put that as a one-point cinematic. She's just talking about how late it is, even though you can see in the window behind him is clearly daytime. Yes. <laughs> yes, despite the fact that these are obviously grilled. <laughs> wow. That's the best way to deliver a line like that. I love you, but you need to go away. <laughs> yeah. He does have work to do. <laughs> Back to hacking. Yes. Those books have got writing in them now. Well, that's positive. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad they made up. I don't know what the transition of time is here. Uh, so, uh, okay, so everyone in this movie is an asshole. Oh. Whoa, how do we get to that? Having an affair with your laptop. Oh, her, her accent has changed. Yes. Only with God. <laughs> I'm she sitting looks... with a small black cube in my hand. She she looks thrilled with the I'm with you statement. You're having an affair. Oh, he good lord. He just said there wasn't. What is the truth? Tell us, Neil. Please, God, tell us what's going on. It, was that supposed to be a shifty look? Hacking into, hacking into secrets. What? Wasn't that what he he did? He told her earlier. Yes, he? he did. He did. He, so he is a novelist who is secretly a hacker to expose international and corporate secrets. Yes. Sorry, international corporate and secrets. See. And he's also dead, but came back to life because of a magic rock and has a friend who's the chief of neurology and another friend who's a drunk and his girlfriend who is a pill addict and his wife who's also a pill addict. And, and there's their stepdaughter who, who likes elephants in Africa. 
Yes, and a teleporter who we haven't. Oh right, and a teleporting yet. pair of black shoes. Yes, that did absolutely and, nothing. Yeah, and a therapist, uh, a second therapist who. So one therapist is a drug dealer. The other therapist uh, likes their client to basically sit right on their lap and reaffirms their delusions. And he has dreams about a book in a bin bag. Yeah, yeah, we're back to the LARP uh, prop, aren't we? That seems to be on a campfire stove. Uh, it, I have to see if the book opens because it looks like it's just a block of wood with a cover. Okay, no, it actually no, does it, open. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, someone went to a thrift store. Probably the most guess, expensive prop in the. Oh, movie. you can see from the edges. It looks like there's several books that are bound together. Oh, maybe not. So is she still a pill addict? Or did they I don't know. I don't know. It depends on if we if we go with the show don't tell or tell don't show attitude because uh, we haven't seen her take pills outside of one occasion, plus the occasion where she fished those pills out of the toilet. Uh, so she hasn't been acting doped up. Well, no, there was one on occasion where she did. So hmm, I yeah, I think the the verdict is still open on this one. So basically, so far it looks like everyone except for the stepdaughter is an addict. Yeah, but give her time. This is a long right. movie. Oh my god, we still have an hour to go. Oh, They've, they have lit, they have borrowed uh, parasols from bars, what they have known <laughs> to put in their garden. <laughs> Champagne pomery. I saw a Ricard uh, parasol there. Uh, that's a Perno-like liqueur, listeners, if you're interested, if you like aniseed. Oh, okay, this is the doctor. And oh no, well, a new a new character. Hi, Tim. It's her fiance. This won't end well. I suspect jealousy to rear its ugly head. The doctor. That's... She has a name. We don't know what it is, but she presumably has a name. As opposed to just the doctor <laughs> at the hospital. I love that they just pointed. This <laughs> is terrible. To celebrate to celebrate what? What are we celebrating? Barbecue? Drinking? I also like to have both times, like the doctor at the hospital, like there's no other doctors at the hospital besides she's the only doctor at the hospital. Yeah. I would have probably introduced her as the chief of neurology. Is Neil Breen about to make the connection? For yes, this book with only one sentence on it. 50 years. It is me. How did you guess? It is me. Leia. Yeah, to which she should say, who are you? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, Dylan, what happened to you? You've aged terribly. <laughs> that car accident was so, must have been so horrible for you. Because you, you're gained... a terrible doctor, apparently. She... <laughs> I'm super interested in this patient. I don't know what his name is, but I'm super interested in what's going to happen to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Don't. That, that's a. Neil, oh, this is uncomfortable, Neil. So, your wife just told you that she thought you're having an affair, and you respond to this by holding the hand of a woman you just met. But she, he is looking around furtively, so. Oh, look, oh, she ah, no, she it. spotted it. It's too late. 
my God. He is officially the worst actor in this movie, and he's Tim. only been in one scene. She just shook her head as if to say, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so we have some, some nice barbecue here. Yeah, look, everyone's happy now. The stepdaughter is crammed into the corner. Well, you know, you don't want children at these adult events. <laughs> And then we're just going to have a really long scene of watching people eat food. Yeah. Oh, no. The wife is looking increasingly embittered because Dylan... Oh, hello. What's your problem? Leia. Leah. Yeah, seems... Uh, is keenly aware of it. I, I detect marital strife. Jim, always letting things... Oh, no, 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 not the sweet corn and the sausages. What have you done? And he used to be having some seizure whilst... Oh, no, that's fine. So, if they're all in the pool area, how did... They're... She's right next to your wife is standing right there. How did... Jim's girlfriend not noticed Jim obviously hitting on another man's wife. What is happening? Uh, I, I think she did, and Jim, uh, Neil, oh, I don't know, Dylan, uh, Dylan's wife, whose name I don't know if it's come up yet. Um, I don't think it has. No. She she cares, you know, she's upset. So it's quite obvious. Uh, but Dylan doesn't care because he's too busy hacking the government. Hacking the government. And the corporations. Yes, and for their secrets. Their That's secrets. how I swim. By right, so standing in the pool and splashing water. And now oh, the, no. Uh, now the neighbor's to... stepdaughter is... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. Coily beckoning Neil Breen into the pool with her after having taken her top off. You're missing a lot, listeners. Uh, this is this is drama. This is they came from a family affair or days of our lives at this point. It's uh <laughs> This is must, not must high go back drama. to hacking. Yes. And now she's gonna have a shower scene because why not? If I go over a friend's house and use their pool, which is pretty... D oh, no, that look, she just left the plug hole open, so they are literally just wasting shampoo. Uh, I don't know that I would then use all their bathroom products. You're not, Emily. How can you t ha turn this into a cinematic? Um, gratuitous shower scene? So it doesn't appear to be gratuitous as much as, again, awkward. Well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, because, like, if you're not watching this, again, like, you don't... You see, you see naked people's backs. So nudity is very much suggested. Um, but also, it's just so randomly cut that any sexual tension is just drained out of every scene. Yeah. And she just stared directly down the lens of the camera into my soul. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, young child. I know I'm very hot, but you can't keep flirting with me. Only in the mind of Neil Breen is Neil Breen very hot. 
Apparently. Oh, she tried to sleep with me. Acting. I mean, he it, has some valid points. <laughs> he does, but at the same time, the way he's expressing it sounds more judgmental than anything. Right, right. Oh, this, this whole thing is just awkward. It's it's awkward. It's slow. It's badly acted. It would be nice if the plot progressed in some way, rather than just adding more and more inane plots. I I, I feel like Neil Breen. You can almost feel like when he wrote for the day's script, said that's a good day's writing, the next day woke up and said, I have a different idea, and just kept writing. Yeah. That's a waste of good one. Or a bad one. <laughs> this is not what functional relationships entail. And now back to the car. So, I have to assume that nothing bad is going to happen to this car because they, 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 there's no way they have the budget to do any damage to this Well, uh, that's car. the thing. They had a Rolls-Royce and a Ferrari in this movie. So is someone she going to fucking involved, shoot him? Yeah, so someone involved in this feature has got money, or I guess that's, they just t took it out for a spin, said, yeah, well, we're I'm just going to test drive it. Quick, film. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut off the the car thing but she just pulled a gun for no reason and is handling it badly she's i mean she has decent trigger discipline but she's not holding the butt correctly he's he's obsessed with waxing that wing mirror yeah okay no 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 well that's only one hole oh no look she just shot her husband And she seems not at all... So the daughter is... To... <laughs> They're just going to stare at the dead body with no blood on it. Uh, the the stepdaughter-daughter's acting has likewise uh, just slumped down in my estimations. It, even in terrible movies, you tend to find someone who you think, you know, if they really worked on it, they might appear as an extra in Supernatural or something like that. Okay, so she's now trying to set up what appears to be a suicide. Yes. He shot himself in the ear. Yeah. Um, and she, with her bare hands, handled the bullets and the gun and put them next to him without wiping down anything at all. Yep. It's a, uh, he's still breathing, so I mean that's a lot of blood oozing out of him right now. But I do think he's dead. Call nine one one. Oh, this is emotion here on the So okay, so yeah, she she is definitely gonna get arrested. 
Yep, yep. Rub your hands in that. Rub it in your shirt. Rub it in your oh, face. On your Good mouth, job. yes. He has blood in his teeth. I cannot believe you committed suicide. <laughs> he sounds more annoyed than anything else. Like, How could you have done this? Oh my God, this is so inconvenient for me that you killed yourself. It... Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> even expressing it in a, yeah, I can't, I can't get you out of this one, buddy. And, and, and notice how Neil Breen is, again, carefully holding the body away from the car so none of the fake blood gets on the car that's oh, clearly yeah, rented. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all over Neil Breen's face for some reason. <laughs> oh my god, he committed suicide. Well, back to writing. <laughs> yeah, man, these RPGs <laughs> won't write themselves. Oh man, I know my friend committed suicide, but I gotta get these stat blocks done. It's just not like him to kill himself. Well, I guess... Uh, how how could he have committed suicide? Th- this is remarkable. If only you had a psychotherapist to talk to about this. <laughs> uh, in, in fairness, I get why he doesn't trust his psychotherapist. No, no, no. It was obviously a pill pusher. But then there was the other psychotherapist woman that he was uncomfortably close to. Yeah. And she seemed to genuinely care for him, albeit right. to a degree where she was yeah reinforcing his uh his delusions oh oh no and he's back in the bin bag (laughs) so is it the same scene or is this a whole new scene i think it's a new scene i don't know eddie different angle yeah to the bin bag so we get a different angle of neil breen's nude body that's it okay so it's about a whole like hour of shooting various different scenes no, we don't know that you're here for her. You, you, no way proven that you were emotionally supportive of this woman. <laughs> she wasn't even involved with this. What? What? So, uh, listeners, sorry, I'm doing a lot of gasping and stuttering, saying what, what, what. <laughs> Neil Breen is now saying to his wife, "It wasn't your fault that Jim killed himself." Despite the fact she wasn't there, had nothing to do with it. Why would she blame herself? He is planting in her head that it might be her fault. I don't think Neil Breen is the good guy we're supposed to believe. Okay, okay. So so now the argument is he sexually assaulted her and now she's blaming herself for him committing suicide because she gave boundaries. Yeah. Oh my God. Neil. So Neil Breen, the writer, I now have issues with. <laughs> Because this Only is just, now? Well, no, fair. Uh, this is a whole new level of I'm annoyed by Neil Breen the writer. I appreciate that depending on the camera they're shooting with, we can pick up the air conditioning. <laughs> this this one is fine where it's on her. It wasn't him. Like, when it, listen. Yeah, you're right. Mm. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's a potential cinematic. It's obscure dialogue. Um, yeah, uh, background noise. Um... Don't know what benefit it could be. It could serve other than to obscure really bad line readings and and, and assume that someone role played when they don't actually want to. You know what? What you could do is you could uh, play it to use an inappropriate quip. Yes, yes. You might get the benefit of the quip, but the line doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. Although there's a lot of that happening in this movie. 
I'm very busy hacking into the government. What deadline? You Why does he have deadline? deadlines for hacking into the government? <laughs> oh, okay. So he's he's throwing away his novelist career to instead hack into the corporate secrets. Yes. So that newspaper. The racing post, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I didn't give... <laughs> You never gave me a retainer. I never asked for one. That's why you didn't get the retainer. <laughs> yes, and, and that first book with no title. Oh, no, it does have a title. Oh, I missed it. I wanted to see what it said down the spine. I'm not giving you the next book that I totally have. He's no more damn books. Uh, no more the, books. Man- the mantra of the RPG professional. <laughs> no more books. All PDFs. Now we're back to the pool scene again for yeah, some well, reason. So it's a flashback to holding hands. Oh no, oh, okay, so he's now in the bin bag with a naked woman. Oh, uh, th- this could almost be an art film. Almost. Except uh, they tend to have some kind of point. It's I think it's easier to just describe this as a strangely made movie. <laughs> with n- the thing is, okay, so I've seen a lot of daytime TV movies, you know, made right. for TV. And they will have a certain production quality to them sure. that is clearly TV. Oddly, this doesn't have that. There, there is a modicum of professionalism here. There's, there's something here. Maybe it's the angles that are sometimes being used or the clarity of the zoom, you know. It doesn't look all fuzzy around the edges. It's being filmed, I guess, digitally, more likely than not. And, But that's about all I can really say in its favour, because everything else about this is terrible. It um, is just terrible. I, actually, I, 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 I think what you're thinking about is um, a lot of TV movies, just like a lot of TV shows, um, they're often filmed in what's called a, a two or three camera setup, where... Yeah. They actually have several cameras. They just cut between them, so every th- you have the, the dynamism of different angles, but it's always done kind of in the moment. So, and it's mm. only those angles. You, you, you have to cut away to move into the camera to get that camera into place, kind of stuff. So it's it's a very certain aesthetic. That once you recognize it, you see it. This is a one camera setup. So basically, they film all of one actor's lines. The other person may be reading off camera. Then they go through, move the camera, and then shoot again with a different angle yeah and that that is much more the movie quality that we're used to yeah uh and it's not necessarily doing this any favors there's never any motion the camera all well very rarely seems to be moving other than right now where someone could have put it on a tripod oh he's changed his suit i think we established he's not writing the book Okay, now I will say, yeah, someone going, "Are you really writing a book or something else?" That does feel like an attack. I'm gonna not gonna lie, because <laughs> there are certainly times where it's like, "Are you really writing?" It's like, I'm research, maybe just don't judge me. I'm, I'm so confused. He's now going back to his original psychotherapist. All right, so just to explain the timeline of this. 
I, I'm not afraid really of talking over dialogue at this point no, because it is no. utter shite. The and he's lying to his therapist. Not that he's obliged to tell the truth, but he's not going to get much help. So we had a scene where he was with this elderly male therapist. He was in a black suit, red tie. It then cut to the label outside his door, cut back to the therapist. He was wearing a blue suit, blue tie. Then it cut back to Neil Breen going up the stairs to his therapist. The therapist was still wearing a blue suit, blue tie. Was this supposed to be three separate occasions? And now he's still wearing the blue suit and talking to Neil Breen's wife. So this isn't all taking place at the same time, is it? This is Neil Breen trying to convey multiple trips to the therapist, but he has run out of, I guess, intermediate scenes that would break those up. So instead he's just placing multiple days one after the other without any clear distinction. Right, and I think that's a good example of what you're talking about for like there's 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 grass or special because like he did change his jacket to imply time change but then they just forgot after that yeah yeah. so it, it's the you had the tools in place and then just didn't use them and now he's now hitting on is this the this is the head neurologist of neurology. again uh, sorry okay. the doctor from the hospital the doctor from the hospital yeah yeah sorry I think he's going to get up to something cheeky here with yes. his childhood friend who, so, as we've already mentioned, looks somehow 30 years younger than him. Yes. So, yeah, they're totally going to hug. Yeah. And, and this is like, there's clearly meant to be a lot of sexual tension here. You and think the most so? sexual tension I've seen is between him and his female psychotherapist. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? They, they I think close. the age gap is closer between him and his uh, female <laughs> psychotherapist. So she's broken off her engagement. But uh, he's clear. still married. Not that that demands anything, you know. But we all know that the decent thing in the ideal world is he should probably be breaking up with his wife right now rather than flirting with his childhood friend. Yes, the woman who he's repeatedly said that he is totally there for and yeah. will support her and there's nobody else. Yeah. Now, you know, everyone's been through a bad relationship or so and it can be difficult to break these things off in a clean and open way. Like but shooting your husband? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we're we're being led to believe Neil Breen, I think, is the hero of this movie, and so far he's acted in a pretty unheroic way, in yeah. my view. And there's his wife, sad on the bed because her husband is currently gallivanting around the park with yep. his uh, old new flame. Right. Um. She's clearly got drug addiction problems. Um. Although she's weirdly self-aware of them. Um, uh, was this not the bed that his neighbour was in? <laughs> yes, it is. It's the same bed. Maybe she's like, maybe she's visiting her friend, and she just said, "I need to lie down. Do you mind if I sleep in your bed?" Oh, oh look, it's, it's, the, it's the skull. It's the, it's the shadow run skull. Woohoo! And they're returning. To oh, that. I see. They're they're recreating the original opening scenes of the movie. Yes. Will they find the mushroom again? I only hope so. It has been somewhere between 20 and 50 years since they last saw it. <laughs> <laughs> An undisclosed amount of time. Yes. I never saw her again, except for the time I totally saw her again. 
we're getting panning shots. Oh my god. Gotta fill that time. Yep, uh, we are now one hour and six minutes into this movie, thereabouts, and we are finally getting a camera that moves. <laughs> and you know what? That isn't a bad shot. They have no. actually panned out that now it's a terrible shot. Someone is sprinkling <laughs> it's glitter on a mushroom. Yeah, they ruined it. That I'm. They cut through my compliment. I'm. <laughs> that's as far as I'm going. But again, like I, I think that makes it so weird about this movie is like it would be so easy to make it lascivious, and and it shouldn't be, but it would be so easy to right. He's yeah. an older guy who has complete control over the creative process with all of these young, attractive women. And yet he hugs them and gives them like the tiniest of kisses. Like, yeah, uh, he, yeah, I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to besmirch the good reputation of Neil Breen. Uh, if anything, he, he seems to be something of, a, I guess, a, I was about to say he's a bit, he's something of a sexless individual, uh, but as a character, I know, I can't speak for the actor, um, obviously. But that said, he, he and his wife were ripping each other's clothes off and I think supposed to be having sex when he was bleeding horribly in the shower. Right. Uh, so it's just very awkwardly done with zero passion or chemistry. And his wife, while he is again having a jolly in the forest, is currently, I think, uh, giving herself an overdose. Yeah. Uh, so. Which means uh, another character will probably die here shortly. Yeah. And he will have to carry the guilt. It's a magical he says it's day. a magical day. Yeah, he's going to have to carry the guilt of I was out in the woods playing with my childhood friend when my wife decided to OD. Um, so is every archetype in this movie every man? Uh, I, I feel like it has to be. I mean, because it's... The... Well, we, we don't have dramatic archetypes right i mean a lot of archetypes are what does the character do for what what is their skill set and what they do for the plot and all these characters exception of of hacker man author love interests amazing guy uh neil breen he's a renaissance man right um yeah yeah i think you're right i think she's overdosing yeah um so uh again like super kind of chaste weird kissing um, but yeah, everyone else is kind of just an, an everyman. Maybe, maybe you can argue, uh, uh, the dupe for one of them. One of the wives. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's. Yeah. If I was to create archetypes that sort of fit in that daytime TV mold that this, this movie has that kind of sentimentality, that sort of melodrama. Daytime so yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, if we weren't to have every man, how would you typify or describe what Neil Breen is? But I don't know. We'll skip over Neil Breen right now. Right. Um, we could have the town drunk or um, bully boy for the man with right. the Ferrari. Right. Uh, with his wife, it would be trophy wife, I imagine. Yeah, or, or, yeah, shrill spells, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his... And unfortunately, I imagine both wives would fit into that category. Oh, okay, we're back to one of those <laughs> again. Feet with scenes. clothes falling down. <laughs> yes, uh, everyone's feet at twelve o'clock. Um, 
and she's still there dying. And now he's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know you died when I was having an affair behind your back. It It is genuinely difficult. Oh, she picked up her glass again, though. Because it fell over, didn't it? And yeah. got the bed all wet. That, that isn't how you wake someone up, Neil. How could you do this? Why did you do this? Emily, why did you commit suicide? There, see, <laughs> I, can, I can write this dialogue. It was you? What? Are you blaming your about? wife for her death? What is, what is going on? I'm not sure. I am genuinely not sure. Um, but now, so I, I think you could make a decent, um, yeah, glass fall over again. Yeah. I think you could make a decent daytime soap game using glass spider as a base. Because yeah. a lot of the twists, as opposed to sliding them into double agents or whatnot, it's the, um, uh, uh, I was secretly sleeping with you behind your back. You were the secret twin of the other person I thought was the person I was sleeping mm. with kind of stuff yeah i guess classified is the closest uh, in a way beneath the sea has the most soap opera archetypes true uh, because it's got the 1950s picket fence feel before the aliens attack right. um oh yeah emily is dead he's just recorded into his what is that his dictaphone his i guess uh, and i'm going to fall asleep on my laptop again as is what his uh, current... oh no and the and the magic stone has disappeared probably because he's done a very bad thing maybe it left him because he was see this is me trying to add some detail to this plot i think because he's done a very naughty thing he was seducing his childhood friend uh, while his wife was killing herself, the black stone that was giving him his gifts, I don't know what those gifts were, has now left him. Right. So, like, the only gifts that the magic had given him, besides dreams in a bin bag, um, is that he came back from that accident. Yeah. So, logically, and I use that term very loosely with this film, is that if they gave up them, he should then immediately die. Hmm. Yeah, he's going to have to do something heroic and then die, I think. I do want to say, he just made the most writer line ever, which is, I'm not, people think I'm writing a book, I'm not writing a book, it's research. And I'm like, that's what I tell myself all the time too, Neil Brown. <laughs> I'm just researching. This is what someone says before inviting you to a cult, I think. Don't let the outside world poison your spirit. So, okay, so now to do the opposite here, she's like, don't let the outside world interfere with your writing is what she's basically saying, which is the worst advice to give to her. Well, writer. that's how you end up with Fateful Findings by Neil Breen. <laughs> right? Wow, look at that salad. That's a hearty meal, isn't it? And he seems to have gotten over the de death of his spouse real easy because now his childhood friend has moved in with him. Yeah. While he eats salad and stares at her. Literally just... Why? why no! That... Wow, he's a maverick. He's a wild card, isn't he? He has no dressing on his salad. It just leaves on a plate. He's a simple man. And now that his wife... Oh, God, that's horrific, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not again. It's research. 
the most <laughs> I packed into the most secret secrets. <laughs> you know when someone uh, and I'm not going to pick on a a particular mental condition here, but right. sometimes if someone gets a little obsessive and is let's say not grounded and maybe needs medication and isn't getting it and isn't getting therapy when they need it. They might tell everyone who they think gives a shit. I know all the secrets. The government is watching us. I've hacked into all their databases. I'm going to post it. It's going to go well. And they stare at you with Neil Breen's wild eyes. Mm -hmm. And when his wife doubted him, which she did, he decided to go to his therapist and tell her. And now he's going to tell his childhood friend the exact same thing. Because I think that Rolls-Royce did more damage to his brain than perhaps he he figured. So, what you're saying is that Neil Breen, eight years early, made an accurate portrayal of a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Now he's throwing in that poor laptop because it's the same laptop he keeps abusing. And I'm assuming that's the one laptop that actually doesn't work, which is why they keep beating up on it. I don't but, think I've never seen any of these laptops switched on or plugged in. Well, that's fair. They may all be broken, probably now. Because laptops are kind of just around. When he, he threw outlet? one of them to the ground earlier and it just sprung apart, I noticed uh, in oh, a brief did? moment before the camera cut away we got a new uh, a new shot a new character is being introduced with i assume his attempt must be uh ethanol or yeah chloroform chloroform bottles What did that say? Take her to the trailer with compliments, I think it said on that label. Oh my god, this is the most dark. I mean, it's his first. This is his first kidnapping. Come on, you know, we can't judge him too harshly. Why would you be saying this? This is a way for him to deliver exposition. Yeah. Take her to Trailer 23 at, and it gave an address. And it gave an address, yes. Ah, we're back at the storage units from from the beginning of the movie. But that's, that's not a trailer. That's a storage unit. That's, that's a completely different thing. You just said that, that. Oh, my God. Just because you made two takes doesn't mean you have to use both of them, Neil. Why do you, You're speaking into an answer phone. Neil Breen, and it doesn't matter how insistent you are, if she isn't able to listen to your message, she's not going to be able to <laughs> respond. Did you, see, did you hear the car noise change from the cuts? Yeah. <laughs> I'll find you. I have a unique set of skills. <laughs> does he? <laughs> he does. They're not good skills, but he does have I them. guess, yeah, he is unique. <laughs> so obviously in a director's chapter and they came from the storage unit space is a place often seen in movies clearly it's like a quarry uh, only for 2013 films yes or uh, so we could use this or we could use what other sets the the community swimming pool mm-hmm. uh, we could have do we have a reused oh it's a kidnapper 
Oh, we can never. Do we have a reused set in a cinematic? I don't think we have, actually. I think <laughs> with uh, directorial control, you can customize the set as a player, but I don't think we've got one where... where... Because I could see a cinematic of like, oh, this is the same set as before, and so I get an enhancement bonus because I know this area because I've been here before. Damn it, I like that idea. That's a tasty <laughs> bit in the making. Oh, he just clubbed that man to he death. Just, wow. Why was he asleep outside the trailer? And why does he have keys to the trailer he's asleep in front of? I We don't know why she's been kidnapped. I'm guessing it's because he's been hacking into the world. Oh, Neil Breen's teleporting. Oh, is he the teleporter? But that doesn't make sense. That wasn't clear earlier, but... No, she's screaming because she knows it is Neil Breen. But then if he could teleport, why do he need the keys from the guard? And why is he making out with... Oh, no, this is Leah. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. They're so memorable. Yeah. And, and you can't really see much of what's going on here. It's I mean, an artistic shot. It, it's, it's very clearly trying to evoke kind of film noir, you know, the blinds in dramatic yeah. lighting. But it's it, the only time you see this kind of dramatic lighting, so it just makes no goddamn sense. Why would you put the blindfold back on? Oh, God. The helicopter, the Ric Flair helicopter. So a man comes into you when you're captured and says, I need you to put your blind back on. I'm going to do something, but you can't see it. That's You, you should run. You should run away. Yeah, I think I would just say, can't I just close my eyes? Yeah. I'm going to put the gag yeah, why back is in. He gag- why is he gagging her? And uh, kissing her nostril. I, I am... <laughs> I am so confused now. Well, I think we've learned from the early scenes that Neil Breen has no idea how noses or mouths work. Is so he an alien? He, he might be. I have come to Earth to sabotage your film industry. Yep, so they just teleport through the door. Why did... Okay, we're back with the stepdaughter. No, I don't like it. What, 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 how did we get to this? What happens? The what happened editing. with the kidnapping subplot? Who kidnapped her? What is happening? Why are the police at her house? Okay, let's talk about her dad's death. Maybe you should tell the police that? Yes. Yes, you have got to go to the police. Why is Neil Breen the only character making sense all of a sudden? What has happened to this film? He's casting no reflection either. Yeah, yeah. Leah has just straight up moved in now. Uh, I'm... Oh. So the stepdaughter he just sent to the police. Obviously, her life may be in danger now because she's basically informing on her stepmother or mother. Um, okay, so it isn't him. He isn't the teleporter because, look, the teleporter is once again stalking the exact same hallway as previously in that suit. So this is someone else. And, and look, now the, laptops are moving by themselves? Yeah, someone with telekinesis. 
or pulling a string from the floor. We're getting into Trinity territory now. <gasps> a drawer opens. Yeah. Syads. Yes. Every character in this movie. Uh, oh, a piece of paper. Oh, this is high quality special effects. Did you see the paper hanging from the string? <laughs> that again told us nothing. Uh, so a man has broken into a house and gone, haha, I'm going to slightly rearrange his room. Yes, very <laughs> slightly. It wasn't even a confusing rearrangement. He he did a more confusing rearrangement when he started throwing his books and paperwork all I over know. his head. I know. Do you think that what do you think that was supposed to be? That so special that, effect. That special effect we have seen it several times before. It is the yes. exact same special effect, which is that cloud thing always comes from the left. It always goes through the middle of the screen. It happens when the kids first found the mushroom. Yeah. And it happened but, again uh, at some point earlier in the film that I've, I've forgotten, but it was when they were adults. Yeah. So this is like an Adobe After Effects. It is a simple package effect, isn't it? Right, right. This, this is the mysterious cloud effect. I I know there are modifiers, but I don't mess with them because I don't understand computers very well, so I'm just going to push that button over and over again. Yeah. That, oh, look at that effect, though. The mirror moving on the wall. It's the man in the mirror. That, that mirror has now hosted two special effects. I was about to say, to this movie's credit, and then I thought better <laughs> of it because... The, There are there are parts of this movie I can definitely see myself using in a they came from based on its awkwardness, it, it, it's stilted dialogue more than anything else. I think while this movie is guilty of a lot of sins, the acting and dialogue is probably the worst. Oh yeah. Uh, and the fact that none of these characters are good people. Yeah, and the story is awful. I mean, if we start on the uh, the train of what is bad in this movie, we'll get to the end of the movie before getting to the end of the list, I think. Right. I mean, so let's maybe flip it around. What is good about this movie? After you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, Hair so, and makeup? Yeah. I mean, uh, the makeup is pretty good. Actually, there's not been a ton of awkward framing, like the cinematography. Because uh, you pointed out, like, some of these really bad, cheap films, the camera work is also really bad. And that, that is a very generous take from you, but I appreciate you are clutching, so do continue. I, I, no, I, I, want, I want to clarify, it's purely just in the framing. The actual editing and structure of the shots are terrible. Um, because, I mean, I could cut probably 15 minutes from this film if I tried. Yeah. Um, and then lose absolutely nothing. Oh, I could cut all of this film losing the value, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, like, there's no confusion about, like, like there's an attempt to, you're, you're trying to just communicate something, he communicates it, like, what's, what's happening in the frame in terms of, like, what he's trying to shoot, that's not confusing. Why mm. it's happening and how it connects is the confusing part. Yeah. But I've certainly seen films where it's like, I can't, it's so muddy or, shaky or badly shot that I actually don't know what's going on. Yeah, that, well, like I said, uh, there is definitely clarity uh, to to the picture. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of framing, I mostly agree, except they are routinely cutting off the tops of people's heads. Well, okay, that's fair, yeah. They're, they're probably headroom. That is a fair point. Um, 
but I. But I'm also to be fair, like some of that stuff is. Like, for example, we're looking at a car driving scene right now, and his head's cut off, but also it's because they're probably crammed in a car. They're actually actually Well, yeah, that was a, a passenger in the seat with a digital camera in their lap. Um, the, the, they had some problem with the, the therapist scenes, but also they were crammed in a tiny room or crammed in a room with a giant table in it. So it's like there probably just wasn't much room to put the camera in. Yeah, see, this isn't a bad shot at all. No, this is a pretty decent uh, shot. This could be a shot from a nature documentary. Because look, they've even got some layers to it. Look, look at this. Look, we are actually finding good stuff in Fateful Finders. Right. Uh, we have plants in the foreground, mid background, mountains in the background. Neil Breen walking elegantly, majestically across the savanna, ready to pounce on a gazelle. <laughs> right. Um, the scenes where there aren't people in them are probably the best scenes. Yeah. Um, why the scenes are there? I have no goddamn idea. No, I don't know what he I is I don't know doing. why we're in the desert now. He, he snuck out. His LARP prop is there. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Three people have faded in. And there's a book in, the book on the stand in the middle of things. And then Are they fading in or fading out? Uh, both. Uh, yeah, they're, they thought better of it. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> they thought we are here to meet the chosen one. Oh, God, it's you. <laughs> Should I be afraid? Should we be afraid? Now the book is gone. Yeah, I think he's been judged and found wanting. It's and Aaron A. Aardvark, uh, his yeah. therapist. Uh, A. Andra, Do- sorry. Dr. Andra is no longer here. That's not true. She's right she's there. She's right there. Maybe she's, oh, no, she's she's discorporated as well. And so, because her office consists of two folding chairs. And a power outlet, let's not forget. Oh, I forgot about it. Now, so now he's... <laughs> Back, back in bed. Girlfriend. And we're back to the pair of shoes walking through his dirty hallway. And what the wobbly mirror. Oh my God. I feel like they're padding for time at this point. Uh, yeah, it's like, was that moment all a dream? Or and, was it an out-of-order scene? And if your girlfriend uh, was abducted as she was... Mm-hmm. Uh, would you not have potentially called the police or stayed in a hotel? You know, given that she was kidnapped from the house where they are now laying in bed. I don't and... know. May- maybe in America you just um, <laughs> arm yourself to the teeth and wait for the kidnappers to come back. I mean, that would not be scoring with some American films. But <laughs> uh, uh, also the fact that someone told him that uh, his neighbor committed murder. Yeah. He has not told the police that, so he's not an accessory after the fact. Yep. And we don't know how that plot has resolved. Right, it just showed up for a brief minute and then disappeared again. Now we're back to the shoes. Oh, and a lot of blood. So this is a dream. I'm guessing this is where he injured his head. But... I'm, we, I don't feel like we've seen him in black trousers. I, maybe. Oh, I, now, I really don't know. I'm... And now the blood is fading as well as the, the, the shoes. So this cinematic would be inexplicable cut to art house presentation, <laughs> where you would have something like in Deathbed, the bed that eats, where you just occasionally cut to a skeleton in the corner and fixate on it for about three minutes before cutting back to the action. It Nipple tassels. <laughs> I thought um, I'd zhuzh up our relationship. I intend may, to may, wear them later. 
maybe art house scene is kind of a one point more expensive version of a missing reel. Yeah. Um, where it also gives you like a clue about what's going on in the story or whatnot. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? It's what this movie is lacking. No, no, I agree that this movie is lacking in that, but I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to think of ways to turn cinematic out of it. Yeah. Cause, cause it has the same effect of missing reel, which is like, Let's just stitch two things that don't make sense roughly together, even though this movie's failing to do that. And now we have a press conference? That's uh, stock footage. Oh, that is blue screen. That is 100% blue screen. Oh, that, yeah. Okay, so now oh. you're accessory to the fact murder. You've been, you're getting applauded for, corp- or, or for uh, cybercrime. Yeah, he's Julian Assange. Any hacker ever has. Ever? Oh, for emphasis. He, he is the person who founded BuzzFeed. <laughs> now The Rock is back. If you smell. <laughs> Lots of nodding and agreements from people in the audience, I'm guessing. That's not a file, that's a that's black a rock. rock. <laughs> They're not applauding. The factual documents. Proto-Trump. <laughs> Well, at least he's honest. <laughs> Thank you, weirdly honest CEO. So yes, some he's, guy, some random on the internet leaked documents. I'm gonna shoot myself in front of a government building. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha, this man just ne- next to me just killed himself. That was the therapist's office. Yeah, it was. I recognize the power outlet in the wall. Neil Breen is elated. These people are killing themselves. Yeah. It absolutely will. It will ruin all of the people who work for those folks. It will... Um destabilize markets and government structures. The, this, okay, he's, he's getting a bit uh, autocratic. Isn't he? The, oh, bank. the bank. The bank. <laughs> Is it the same bank that was failing earlier? Deceitful is the word you're looking for. To operate in a deceiving way. Goodbye. Goodbye. And now I will also shoot myself. Okay, all right then. (laughs) Are they murdering themselves on camera? Yes. Right next to Neil Breen. Oh my god. Well, now that you've admitted that, resign. No, okay, just kill yourself instead. That that's a that's in the neighbor's bloody Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, she's just. Oh dear, she's just. 
Yeah, he's gonna take pills. Neil Breen probably gave them to him. Or I, I know think a good the exact therapist. same bottle as, as yeah. They only have one pill bottle. But that is a fast action action. Oh, I'm sorry, they have three pill bottles. He only had to take one. Those Wall Street brokers. Stealing. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> We lie, we cheat, we steal. And he's killed himself as well. Good grief. Be a bit delicate. What about the people with the book and the vanishing and the teleportation? What is going on? Wait, this... This ending okay. has come out of nowhere. <laughs> Neil Breen. You you sent these files to, re, to to let us know that there's political and corporate dishonesty. We know. We live in Western civilization. We're aware. Well, I mean, he's achieved a great deed because six people have just killed themselves. Oh no! Look, Neil Breen's no, about to be, be assassinated. assassinated. It's the it's the kidnapper, I think. I think so. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. He's got a steady aim. I'll give him that. Right. Yeah. I am shocked and amazed by what you have here. You are correct by that. Oh, and so was and the hitman was... because he just died. Died from a brain hemorrhage randomly? That, that was a gunshot. I missed a gunshot. I know I've said it about six times, but I'm so confused. I love the fact that not only is it obviously canned applause, it is the exact same applause sound effect every single time. Yeah. Not even a change. It's just we found one way file of applause. Let's just keep playing that. Act now. Save money now. There is that that's that's stock footage there of those cameras. Yeah, that's gotta be. And, and now they're applauding while they walk in the woods. Yeah, because there's six dead bodies just lying there in different forms of expiration. I mean, if this was a game of Wraith or Geist. They'll be claimed by different, what, death lords or whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there oh you go. God. Use Fateful Finding as an, as an inspiration for your game of death. <laughs> <laughs> Use Fateful Findings as a way to go, I could do better than this. There are very few people who I feel could do worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is this the end? And there, there's his pet, I guess. The elephant, maybe. <gasps> it's the elephant from Africa. Yep, it's and the... and a fart of mist. They, they flipped <laughs> the it. The tremere is close by. A tremere who rolled one success. A fart oh. of mist blows across the plain. And I have no idea. Is this is this genuinely? The, they're just going to stop here. Oh yeah, my no god. Oxford comma in his dictionary. Oh my god. So, okay. So, uh, hang on. Let, let, let's observe the credits, brother. Uh, written, yeah, okay, produced, let's... and directed by Neil Breen. Neil Breen. Let's see how many so times Neil Breen that. shows up. Neil Dylan's Breen. Neil Breen. Yeah, okay. So, we've got to pick our star. Who was our VIP in this? Uh, our uh, VP. Most, most valuable player. That's MVP. Emily was pretty strong, honestly. Um, you thought her so. Her accent slipped around a few times. But yeah. She... 
made the most of all the characters. Like her biggest problem was she was a drug addict because her husband was a f- obsessed philanthropist, obsessed philanderer who blew hot and cold and kind of gaslit her. So it's yeah. like, I kind of see why you took pills. Oh, Neil Breen was the music director. There we go. I can't say I had much to complain about with the music. I mean, it was pretty bland, but... Uh, Neil, Neil Breen was also one of the two editors, Yeah, which says so much. Uh, with Brian Mills, Guilty Party. Their sound editor, Brian Mills, as well. Yeah. So how about you? Who is, the, who is your kind of MVP? Question manager, Neil Breen? It's very difficult, really. Uh, so... And, oh, any of the above listed companies in the credits with an N or a B in their name are fictitious. <laughs> this work was actually done personally by Neil Breen. So they list a bunch of companies and then say, nah, she's just kidding. It was all Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah. Neil Breen did everything for this movie. Oh so was did I have a star player in this? Uh, well, that is a very good question. No. But you're not going to answer. No. <laughs> I... Uh, I, I, it's, I, it could be the the old guy therapist, the one who, the drug dealer. Oh, put the pill pusher. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the movie over anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, oh my god. Yeah. I, I think it would have to be old guy therapist for me. I mean, he didn't have much range of motion, I'll admit, but when he spoke, I believed every word. <laughs> that's fair. Um. So yeah, this is. So for. Putting aside the fact that Neil Branch, who wrote this, so literally every female character falls in love with him and then dies, uh, with one exception. Um, there are a couple of things we could pull out of this. We actually came up with a couple of potential cinematic ideas, which was yes, it wasn't a wholly wasted uh, one hour and forty minutes. But I also think one message you take away from this is, is I know a lot of starting uh, uh, story guides are worried about like is this all going to kind of work out right? Are our players going to have fun? Is this going to kind of hold together? And I think this movie's proven more than anything else that your session does not have to make a goddamn bit of sense. No, no, exactly. You can wa- If you can watch something as dreadful as this and find it entertaining, you can run a game that is subpar. <laughs> or rather, you don't have to shoot for the moon. Uh, right. You, you just, you know... As we've said many times, run a game based on a movie, and and that should do you. You if, if you throw you, a subplot out there and it doesn't go anywhere, apparently Neil Breen can do that, and it's okay. I mean, that's the most peculiar thing about this film. Where there was an entire subplot of three men in black cloaks, a magic book, a mushroom with a magic stone in it. There were magic beads. There was a magic wisp of wit of fog or something. And Neil Breen was occasionally naked inside a bin bag, sometimes with a naked woman, who I don't think was the actress who was playing Leia because we never saw her face. It was yep. always someone with hair over her head. Uh, I'm wondering if it's the uh, his mate Jim's wife. I, um, I, I base that on body shape, uh, as it were. But, um, but also, like, I mean, if you take that entire <laughs> subplot of Jim and his wife in a subplot, you could cut all those scenes and the movie does not change one bit. There was no need for any of that stuff. I suppose but, it depends what you think the plot was. Because I guess if we're to take the ending as the resolution that he hacked the planet and the head of the government, head of the bank head of the corporation, 
the Wall Street broker and more decided, okay, well, that's us, Rumble. Time to die. <laughs> Not one of them thought, you know what, I'm going to take my chances with the jury. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope, ran- random hacker dude who illegally got access to our files has rumbled us, so I guess we're done. Time, yeah. time to just murder ourselves. Um, and, and I think it's a fair point. There was kind of a vague idea, like um, uh, uh, Jim's wife, or she was struggling with uh, her problems with the bank, or was it Leah that was the one that had the problems with the bank? One of them was like, my job is so stressful. And the other one's like, you know, my bank is failing. Um, so I guess the implication was these horrible people were the reasons why all their lives are miserable, not the ah. fact that they should take accountability for their own horrible actions and deeds towards each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was a through line. I mean, if, uh, because yes, uh, Jim's wife, who I'm afraid I forget the, the, the name of the actor in this case, yeah. uh, or character indeed, uh, was saying at one point, my job is, my job is so stressful. Mm-hmm. And he said, what's your job at the bank? And right. so I think that was, yes, done for emphasis. Now, <laughs> um, why that led to her then killing him, how they could afford to own a Ferrari if they were actually go under some kind of financial duress. Obviously, there's plenty of people that live in debt and are beyond their means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never got the impression. I can't believe we're actually trying to be critical, critically intelligent. <laughs> I never got the impression from the performances or the plot that anyone was struggling with financial hardship. Right. Uh, but, you know, looks can be deceiving. People can dress up a turd, as this movie has shown. I'm just saying, you know, if you're so poor, you can only afford four laptops in your office. Hmm. <laughs> Four right. non-functioning laptops. Four okay. non-functioning laptops. I've got I've got one uh one one question for you okay. then. And I guess this is the big one. Neil Breen. While we cannot possibly know this man <laughs> Nor do uh, I wish to. <laughs> it would be nice to know get an insight into his thought process. Because I guess my question is this. Do you think this is a parody? Because I don't. No. Do you do you think he thinks this is a good movie? No. And, well, mm. and if so, because so this is what I know about Neil Breen. Neil Breen allows his movies to be screened at theaters, mm-hmm. uh, but he is very conscious of what happens to movies like The Room. Yep, and you know, and and that kind of trash that gets roundly mocked by the sort of cult film circuit. Parties go there just to laugh and quote lines and things like that. And he has a sort of a rider, as it were, where he says to movie theaters, "You can show my movie, but you can't show them after like ten o'clock at night," because he doesn't want his movies being mocked. He doesn't see them as movies to be mocked. He wants them placed next to the Disney features, you know, the Marvel features, anything that's premium and prime time. So how do you rationalize Neil Breen? I don't. I mean, it just comes down to the movie itself said, don't let out the outside world poison you. Right, and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that felt like such a line from him directly. 
It's like, I have this vision and the people who see that will come to it. And ah. I don't, I don't want to let outside things like criticism or objective thoughts or logic interfere with my creative process. Now we've obviously known creators like that in the RPG sphere. I think they exist in every single sphere is when sure. someone sort of goes off on a, a bit of a bender as it were with, with their work and says, you know, I'm going to block out all critical thoughts and release my X game, which uh, turns out to either be an artistic piece of brilliance or something quickly forgotten or ridiculed. Uh I guess my my wonder, what I wonder is, with a movie like this that is, I think, by any measure, bad, I guess it's the same kind of delusion that affects anyone who is, who is convinced of like a conspiracy theory, isn't it? It gets back to that idea of uh, he is telling absolutely everyone... I've hacked into the bank. I've, I, you know, I know all the world's secrets, and I'm going to expose them. Of course, you will, Neil. He believes right. it entirely, right? And so, at the same time, he probably believes that this movie is a really good piece of work. And if someone says it isn't, they just happen to be wrong, right? It, it, it it's. I mean, I, I think he probably uses the movie as a cautionary tale. It's like if I show this to people, they'll realize, oh, I guess the banks and the government really are bad and maybe i should do something about that maybe i should reveal them and maybe the people around me won't die because of all these problems that you can you can almost squint and see it as a criticism of western civilization excess yeah like all these people are miserable in their lives and that is the result of governments and corporations like you, you can almost almost see that in there uh so i think he believes that's the message. I think he's like, I'm, I'm doing important, this is important artistic work to get this information out there. Mm. Um, but again, this goes to the, I'm, I actually relatively support people who are like, don't let too much criticism of your work cloud you, right? Like, like, yeah. I, I think, I think there's a balance of like, if people have, you know, I like it, but have you thought about using this? Or, you know, I struggled with this piece. Could you help explain it to me? I, I think that's good to take in because it helps you improve as a, as an artist. Yeah. Um, but I do recognize a certain point in time where it's like, you know, uh, you use pronouns in your game, so you sh you should be you feel bad about yourself. It's like just block those people and move on. I I think that there's a balance there, but I I feel like Neil didn't look at any other art in that space. Yeah. To go, hey, does Minority Report exist? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. I mean, because he's. This is a 2013 film. This is well tread ground by the time he comes up to it. Hmm. Um. So I, that's why. I, that's why I feel like it's the, he's very insular in the sense of he thinks I had this thought. Nobody else could possibly have had it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that 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 that's the thing. Is like, you know, I think this is cool. So this is how we're going to edit it. Um combined with a certain amount of when you were a single person doing all this stuff, by the time you get around to the editing process, Kevin Smith has talked about this a little bit, is when you get around the editing process, it's like, I'm so tired of looking at this thing. Um, and you're not doing necessarily your best work. That's why having a fresh editor, whether it's a movie or a manuscript, is a really good thing to have. But anyhow, yeah. it's been two hours. I think it we've has. talked enough about this goddamn film. We have. Uh, we salute you, Neil Breen, if you happen to listen to this. Uh, I doubt you listen to any criticism, but if you do listen to this, <laughs> know that we enjoyed your movie. Yes. Uh, it was great fun to watch it, and uh, I look forward to the next one. 
I wouldn't go that far, but uh, this was an enjoyable <laughs> two hours to spend. Yes. All right. Well, on that note, uh, as two hours are wrapping up, Eddie, if people want to speak to you about their favorite Neil Breen movie, where would they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pugsteady. That's P-U-G-S-T-E-A-D-Y. My website is Pugsteady.com. Or you can find me and indeed all of us on uh, the Onyx Path Discord, usually in the Onyx Pathcast channel. And uh, Neil Breen, if you want to find me for discussions of how to turn They Came From into a movie, you can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, on the Onyx Path Discord, and on Twitter at DawkinsMP. And uh, we will return soon with another episode, but until that time, many worlds. Mm -hmm.